For the first time since 2013, your New Orleans Saints are 2-0. Let's talk about their Monday night win over the Carolina Panthers right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. You're listening to the Straight Up Saints podcast. What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome, welcome inside a Monday night edition of the Straight Up Saints podcast here. The Saints just beat the Panthers 20-17 to in a game that had some really fun moments, had some really frustrating moments, and a whole lot in between. And we'll talk about that all right here on the Straight Up Saints podcast. And as always, this program is brought to you by Scott Fickner, Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured in any kind of accident, car, truck, 18-wheeler, or hurt offshore, Scott Fickner handles it all. You give him a call at 504 500 1111 for a free consultation. They'll always fight for the win. And like last week, kind of the similar story this week. The Saints fought for the win because of their defense. I thought this defense outside of the final drive, which was a shit show for lack of a better term, they were fantastic. It was another Super Bowl caliber defensive performance from a unit that, again, like I said, you take out the prevent defense thing, they would have won another uh, game without giving up a touchdown. And you got to salute them. And it's just an all-around effort. I thought that Carl Granderson was exceptional again. Forced to fumble. Had another sack. He's doing exactly what you want in a contract year. And I hate to throw shade. But you remember last year, Marcus Davenport was in a contract year. You expect him to, to blossom. Kind of like what Trey Hendrickson did. He didn't do that. So far, Carl Granderson is making sure he's going to get paid this upcoming offseason. Whether it's by the Saints or someone else. So I thought Carl Granderson was great. I thought Demario Davis and Pete Werner did a really good job of making sure Miles Sanders... Did not torment the Saints, something that he's done throughout his career, especially when he was with Philly. I thought Alante Taylor was flying around the ball. Uh, I thought that Brian Brzee made a couple of big-time plays, had a forced fumble that ends up getting called back due to a penalty on Paulson Adebo that anyone watching at home didn't get to see because ESPN decided to have one of the worst broadcasts they've had in a long time. And then I also want to give credit to the timeless Cam Jordan. Doesn't matter what year it is, Cam Jordan's going to be making plays getting after the quarterback, stopping the run. I thought he was also great tonight. So Saints defense, once again, proved that's going to be their calling card throughout the season. They're an opportunistic defense, forced two fumbles. One of them, like I said, ends up getting called back, and that probably would have almost iced the game had that play not been called. I felt like that felt like a just backbreaker for Carolina, and then it ends up getting wiped off the board by the penalty. So that obviously hurt. But you also had Carl Granderson's forced fumble, and that was in a big spot, right? Derek Carr threw the pick. And I'll talk about Derek Carr in just a minute. And they ended up coming up big and making sure that they didn't give up any points, even though they were put in a bad spot. And honestly, the, the points that they gave up early in the game, it never felt like outside of that horrible prevent sequence where the Saints defense was just getting kind of run down the field, didn't have a chance to stop the opponent. I, I think this is a dominant unit, another strong showing. And yeah, you could say it was against Bryce Young and a Carolina offense that doesn't have a lot of weapons, but this is exactly what you want to see. Win the games, you should win. And it wasn't always pretty, but Carolina games have never been easy for the Saints. Like I said, last two years against Carolina, they've lost there in that building. And those games haven't been pretty at all. So you take the win. And September is always about kind of finding ways to survive and understanding that your best football should come in October, in November, December. As the season progresses, so should your football team. And I think what we could say right now for the Saints is they're finding ways to win while also understanding there's a lot of room for improvement. A lot of room for improvement. Now, the defense, I don't know how much more they can improve. I guess take out some of those penalties that have been costly here and there. But offensively, there's so much that this Saints team can clean up. And if they do that, 
they'll be even better than they are right now. But to start 2-0, to win consecutive games, kind of get that monkey off your back for Dennis Allen, because like I said last year, did not win consecutive games till they were 4-9. and And by the time you're 4-9, and your season's pretty much over. So I'm so glad they were able to stick through and get this win. Now, let me talk about something that wasn't all that encouraging, not ideal, but we got to talk about it. It's Derek Carr and this offensive line because they go hand in hand. I don't think it's as simple as saying Derek Carr was bad tonight. It's not. But it's also not as simple as saying the O-line was terrible tonight. Now, again, I didn't think the O-line was good at all. Gave up another four sacks. Derek Carr was rushed on a lot of throws. And as a quarterback, when you start getting rushed on those throws, when you start taking hits, obviously your internal clock is not going to be the same. And because of that, I thought Derek Carr rushed a lot of throws. His timing was off. Had uh, Olave on an out route. Ends up missing him there. Uh, obviously, the interception threw. Pretty much threw it into triple coverage. Not ideal. And it felt like he was starting to press a little bit. And I really feel like that always goes hand in hand. If your quarterback's not comfortable, he's probably not going to make great plays. Now, here's where I can't use all those excuses, though. While that is a legitimate reason why I thought Derek Carr struggled tonight, Derek Carr does get paid the big bucks. And when you get paid the big bucks and you're a $40 million-plus quarterback, you got to overcome certain things. I'm not saying for him to break through on, on, you know, when the pocket collapses for him to escape the rusher, kind of make something out of nothing. But when you do have those moments, when you do have time, you got to deliver. And the interception was a throw that quarterbacks that the Saints have played the last couple of years would have made. And we would have said, what the hell are you doing? So we got to be fair. We got to kind of keep that same energy. Now I give Derek his credit. Same week, uh, just like last week, back-to-back weeks, game on the line, best throw of the game is when it matters most. And I got to give him credit for that. There is a clutch gene to that. And if you look at Derek's career, he's always been good towards the end of games. So I give him credit for that. But he's got to be a little bit better. O-line has to be a lot better too. He can't be getting pressured on over 50% of his dropbacks through the first two weeks of the season. That's not sustainable for his health. And it's also not what you want to see from your O-line, which is loaded with top picks everywhere. So guys like that have to improve. I thought the O-line in the run game was better. And I'll mention that in a minute. But pass blocking has to be better. And if the pass blocking is better, I think Derek Carr will be better. So that's why I think those kind of go hand in hand with struggling. And I got to mention it, though, because as happy as I was watching this defense, and obviously I'm just happy anyway that the Saints are 2-0. and You know, it's, it's fine a win no matter what. I don't care if it's by three or by 30. A win is a win in this league. You don't get style points, okay? So that doesn't matter to me. But you want to see your quarterback not take as many hits. And as a result, you want to see your quarterback look a little bit more comfortable. And when he has time, not make stupid decisions like Derek did towards the end of the first half. So I'd like to see them get better there. But I want to give the O-line credit on this simple thing. The Saints ran the football with conviction all night long. You lose Jamal Williams. Hopefully he's okay. Kendra Miller inactive. So you're down to Tony Jones Jr. and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill, eight carries for 64 yards. Just freaking ridiculous. The dude, they had no answer for for him. Carolina had no answer for him. I actually think the Saints should have went to Taysom Hill more than they did. And again, that's a Pete Carmichael thing. And they could have used him even more, but they didn't. And Tony Jones Jr., man. 12 carries, 34 yards, two touchdowns, ran the ball really, really hard in the second half, was good towards the red zone with kind of getting good pad level on those runs. Had a couple of nice protection plays in terms of picking up the blitz. Others he struggled, and obviously as a receiver, that's not his forte. And we saw that in the red zone when him and Derek Carr had miscommunication. But I got to I gotta give him credit. He stepped up in the second half. He was great in the red zone. He was great by the goal line. Taysom Hill, when you average what he did, which is eight yards of carry. I mean, got to give him credit, right? 
And I think, honestly, like I said, they could have ran the ball with him 10, 12 times, and I would have been cool with it. So tip the cap to the O-line for the way they blocked against the run. Run blocking was good. Pass blocking, obviously, that's got to be better for New Orleans. Now, I want to get into, before I get into your comments, because as always, whatever comments, questions, concerns, predictions, thoughts, complaints, raves, whatever the hell you have to say, we're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to talk about the game-changing play, and that was from none other than Chris Olave, because I think there's a lot of people you can talk about that played great in this game. Michael Thomas was excellent in the first half. Already mentioned Carl Granderson. I thought Cam Jordan was great. thought Almonte Taylor looked really sharp out there. And, you know, you could talk about Foster Moreau in the first half. You can talk about uh, what Taysom Hill did throughout this game. But Chris Olave sets the tone with a 42-yard catch, and I'll pull it up here. It was just truly sensational from number 12. It's spectacular. It's unbelievable. Look, he's got his left arm. He's got his right arm. CJ's holding his right arm. He can't get two hands up. And just look at that. If you could zoom in on his eyes, you could best believe they were as big as saucers. He's locked in on that ball. I don't know what's more impressive, the fact that he gets the hand on it or the fact that he can Like that, that changed the game. I don't care what anyone says. If he doesn't come up with that play, right? If Chris Olave doesn't catch that ball, which I still don't know how the hell he caught it, basically was had one hand tied down, has to use that one hand to kind of reel it in. They're punting on that possession. Instead, 42-yard gain. A couple plays later, Tony Jones Jr.'s in the end zone, and, and instead of being in that 6-6 rut that you're in, it's 13-6, to and things look a lot better for your ball club. So Chris Olave changed the game, not even remotely surprised. He's such a good receiver, such a talented guy. You know, last week, started off a little slow. The game plan wasn't calling for a heavy dose of Olave. Dominated the second half against Tennessee. This week, again, not a heavy dose, not necessarily his fault in the first half. I think this passing game was just so anemic. Second half, though, Chris Olave was the best player on the field for a lot of parts, and that's the game-changing play. You could say whatever you want. You can talk about your MVP. Game-changing play, Chris Olave completely shifted the momentum in the Saints' favor, and because of that, they're a 2-0 team. Not 1-1, not talking about what could have been, what they got to clean up, and I know they got to clean things up, and I, I can't wait to get your comments because I see there's a ton of them here, and we are going to get to every single one. But, yeah. I got to give Olave his credit, man. He, that was a wide receiver one caliber play from the guy who probably is wide receiver one. And that's not a knock on Mike. I just think Olave is really coming into his own. So without further ado, before I get into your comments, just want to get into one of the sponsors of our show, DraftKings Sportsbook. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? Crazy, right? Well, good thing that's over. NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. Download now and use code BOOT to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting 5 bucks. That's code BOOT only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Once again, thank you to DraftKings for being part of the program. So let's get into our fan questions, comments, concerns, whatever you guys want to get into. Let's get into it. We got JDZ over here saying Olave is the fucking man. Literally the definition of a game changer. I can't argue against that. I mean, like I said, whole segment dedicated to him because he changed the game. Olave changed the complexion of the game. Noah says, yes, Carr struggled at times tonight, mainly because the pass pro was so problematic. But two, two weeks in a row, he's made huge game-deciding deep shots to Shahid. This was last year. We'd be 0-2 now. 
I, I love that comment. I love that comment so much. I put it in my notes. I had, you know, Derek Carr struggling, sacked four times, 228, a pick. And then I put, like last week, stepped up and made the throw to Shahid when it mattered most. And it was a beautiful throw. Stepped up in the pocket, delivered a strike downfield. And I agree, Andy Dalton's not making that throw. Uh, I know Jameis can make that throw. I don't know if the throw will be made, though, in the thing. And I don't even want to knock Jameis, but I know Andy Dalton, since last year, was the main starter for 14 games. Yeah, he's not making that throw. New Daylight Presents says Jamal can go play Pokemon and read, uh, was it, Naruto forever with his one yard per play. Jones will do the job. Uh, you know, I thought Jamal was actually looking pretty good, you know, to start the game. And I'm not surprised because this is a very, very gettable Carolina run defense. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not been a great start to his Saints career so far. Underwhelming 2.5 yards per carry game one. Game two gets hurt. And, and look, if Kendry's healthy next week, Kendry's going to be toting the rock, not him. Noah says, and nothing else needs to be said about the defense. It's elite. Who dat? Hashtag beat Green Bay. Yeah, and we'll have plenty of time over the next couple of days to talk about Green Bay, their next opponent, and what they got to do to win that game. Can't wait to talk about that. Yeah, that's going to be a fun matchup. That game could very well decide where the Saints could be when we start getting into the NFC and the seeding and all that. You start 3-0 and without Alvin Kamara, you start, to, you start to picture some things in a good way. Who dat? Riva says, defense bald, bald, bald out. Olave, the real deal. Old facts. Can't argue with those. New Daylight Presents says, I give Carmichael until the Patriots game to fix this giant charade of, the, of play call. It's weird, man. Sometimes Carmichael makes a really good call, and then sometimes he goes away with what's working. Like, you go back to the fourth quarter. Saints are running the football well. Taysom Hill's running it well. Tony Jones Jr.'s running it well. The run game, you could tell them in the O-line. They're moving Carolina off the ball. They're just playing with a lot of power and explosiveness. And it's a third and two chance to extend the drive, really end it. Because if you go up 20 to six, that's ball game. It's done. And the Saints decide, let's throw it. Derek Carr gets sacked around midfield. And now you got to punt it. And all the momentum, all the positive things you built, it gets snuffed out. So Carmichael's got to be better in that spot. He has to. JDZ says, got to fix this O-line somehow. Hopefully that comes with time. Hopefully. Hudat Riva says, run the damn ball, get Ingram back. He literally said he's available on Twitter. I would like to think that Kendrick Miller will be back next week and the Saints use some precaution by not playing him tonight. You test out the hamstring. You're like, all right, can he go? Can he not? I think, look, if it was a do or die situation, he would have played. So my gut feeling is that Kendrick Miller will make his official regular season debut with the Saints next uh, this upcoming weekend in Green Bay. That's my guess. We'll see if I end up being right or wrong. But getting him back should help. And I thought Tony Jones Jr. did a good job today and, and he's going to earn. He earned touches for next week. Same with Taysom Hill. New Daylight says, Young getting more com uh, completion than Tannehill last week. Nature's healing. Time to go to bed. JDZ says, Alvin will help a lot when he comes back hungry as fuck. Absolutely agree. He's going to help out that red zone offense, or at least he should. He's going to help out those third down situations. If Derek's got nowhere to go and has to dump it off, he's going to help out the screen game. He's going to give them that explosive runner on those outside stretch runs. Alvin's going to bring a lot to the table. He's not going to fix everything, but he's going to bring a lot to the table, of course. New Daylight says, radar O-line from best to worst tonight. Ooh, I, let, let, me, let me get back to this on the rewatch. I promise I will get back to you because the rewatch will tell us a lot of things. I thought Ruiz struggled at times. Ramchek struggled at times. Left side of the line struggled at times. But I also want to give credit. I thought as the game progressed, Penning actually got pretty good in the run blocking, which is what you expect from him. Obviously, got to get better in the pass block. The pass protection's got to get better. But I, I want to see... What happens? But, you know, run protection uh, in, in terms of moving guys off the line of scrimmage, Trevor did a good job there. 
JDZ says, but he was letting Justin Houston look like 2017 for a bit. Forgot that guy was in the lead. Yeah, that bull rush. Justin Houston just bull rushed him right off the ball. Wasn't ideal. Wasn't ideal at all. Bayou Boys 504 says we should have ran it on that third and two. Bad play call. Dropping back to pass. Totally agree. I just mentioned it before. I wish I saw the comments so I could give you the shine too while I mention it. Yeah, it, it was so stupid. So stupid. They can't stop the run and you throw it on third and two? Now, I guess they did that thinking it was four down territory, but that's fine. The quarterback then has to either take the shot or you got to design something that has an outlet for him to get the ball quick. He ends up sitting there taking the sack. That's just not what you could have. Justin says, can someone tell me why we let the Panthers score at the end? Yeah, that's just, just prevent defense, which I always says, prevent defense prevents you from winning. And that's the unfortunate thing. Thank God it didn't cost them. And DeMarco Jackson caught the, uh, the onside kick and recovered it. But that was a very ugly showing. And I'm sure that Dennis Allen will want that cleaned up. Wesley says, let's fucking go, boys. 2-0, as brutal of a game as that was. 2013 Bucks game in week two. Look, it was, it was brutal. This was not a pretty game. But 2-0 is 2-0. And, and, that, and that's all that counts. I don't care. Like, the, the Cowboys beating the Giants 40-0 week one. Saints winning 16-15. I don't give a shit. A win is a win. In the column, it says a win, yes or no. That's all I care about. As Brian says, I don't care. We're 2-0. Margaret says Carr was hot garbage, got frustrated. He couldn't get anything going and throws an interception. Shaking my head. The O-line is still awful, and we won't win against the Bucs at this rate if things don't change. I think they'll get better. I think they will get better. Maybe I'm being an optimist. Like I said, you're not going to play your best football in the beginning of the season. New quarterback in a new system that played one drive in the preseason. There's going to be growing pains. Now, if by October, these growing pains stay exactly the same and they don't improve at all, then I'm going to be a little worried because you're going to put so much pressure on the defense, which is what they did last year, and it's not sustainable in today's league to put so much pressure on your defense. But I do think the Saints can turn this around. I think the Saints will turn this around in terms of their offense and get a little bit better. And it all starts with the pass protection. you got to get better in that regard. If you do, Derek won't make as many stupid plays. He's got to cut it out, though. It's back-to-back weeks with a stupid interception. Thankfully, it didn't cost them a win, obviously. And they happen early. And they happen in the end of the first half. That's something to note. Don't know why that keeps happening. That, I don't know if that's a recurring theme that we're going to have to worry about, but that's back-to-back weeks he did it then. But yeah, it, it's definitely a concern. But it's so early, guys. So early. 2-0. and It's about surviving and advancing this stage in the season. That's what it's about. Justin says, disappointing win. Offense sucked. Jordan Love next week. He's not Bryce Young. He has experience. Definitely has experience. Definitely looks better. Back-to-back games with three touchdown passes. I expect them to get Christian Watson and Aaron Jones back from injury because everyone heals against the Saints. But yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a really, really good test for this team. Jack says, fire whoever made that prevent defense call into the sun. Such a dumb decision that could have lost them the game. It could have. And what I hated about it was your defense was playing so well. Just let them ride out with what they've been doing. I know you, you want to keep everything in front of you because you want the clock to move. You don't want anyone getting hurt. You don't want to be overly aggressive and let a quick score happen. But the Panthers scored quickly, literally. Like, even though they didn't get the onside kick, they could have still got a chance to get the ball back with like 30, 40 seconds left because they still had two timeouts. If Taysom Hill doesn't ice the game, who knows? Jerry G says, we 2-0, but my God, I am sure that's going to be a popular, popular opinion going on around here. Jacob says, who that black order, bro, car is trash. He was not good today, I'll tell you that much. Justin says, Winston starter, worst 2-0 team in the league, and I'm a Saints fan. I don't know about the worst 2-0 team in the league. I mean, if you guys want to say that, fine. I really don't care. 2-0 is 2-0. 
But I mean, the Commanders are two and zero. The Bucks are two and zero. You know, I'm trying to think around the league who else is two and zero right now. But you know that this is the early stages of the season. Like, you're not always going to play your best football in September. You don't want to play your best football in September. So that's the way I see it. Bayou Boys five hundred four five hundred four says car not trash. Calm down. Yeah, I I agree. I agree with that. Comment uh, super chat here from uh, Hoodie. Who that? I noticed Carr played different, sat in the pocket all night, and then tried to run out and make a play. Just stood there. He ran and made plays in the Titans game. Carr did okay. C grade for me. First off, thank you again for the support as always. I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I I think that's a pretty fair grade. If anything, you might be like a little bit nicer than most people. People might go C minus, maybe D plus, whatever. I do agree. Not a lot of plays on the run, which is unfortunate. He hit Olave on one today, but he didn't really do it outside of that. The pick was just unnecessary because it wasn't like there was an over abundance of pressure in the pocket at the time. He just made a really bad read, and he put so much air on the ball that if Von Bell didn't pick it off, someone in that secondary was going to pick it off. So I agree. He did not look the same today. Didn't have that same fire. Looked a little frustrated. I noticed he kept grabbing at his midsection too. Not sure if it happened on a hit or if he was just feeling some discomfort. I'm sure the Saints will talk about it. But yeah, I agree. Did not look like the same Derek Carr. Maybe that's the road struggles. Maybe this was just a bad game plan, whatever it may be. It's got to bounce back next week, though. You have another road game in Green Bay. And for the record, I believe the Saints only have a handful of games outside, and they're going to knock out two of them this month. So hopefully he kind of gets comfortable in the dome, and then we'll see him kind of play his best football as the season progresses. Max says, man, Carr and the wide receivers were not on the same page for 90% of the game. Yep, totally agree. It, it just felt that way. Like I said, I mentioned that Olave play, not on the same page at all. Not at all. Now, I know this will start debating everyone, uh, talk about how Carr played, so we'll get into some of them here. Jack says, Carr is definitely not trash. Those throws to Shahid and Olave are on point. Yeah, made the plays when it mattered most. Uh, we still have people saying that Carr is trash. I'm sure that there'll be that, that discourse for a while, uh, discourse for a while on Saints Twitter, Saints YouTube, everything, until, you know what, the offense starts producing at a high clip. Brian says, Carmichael calls the most boring games, bro. He does. He does. But look, man. If they're winning games for now and showing progress, I'll take it. What I don't get, though, is why he doesn't stick with things that are working. That's my pet peeve with him because the run game was working so well in the second half. I would have been cool with them kind of playing Taysom Hill at quarterback a little bit more and letting him run the football and saying, show us you can stop it, and then we'll take him off the field. But they didn't do that. I kind of wish they did. Tobias says Olave catch was crucial. Honestly, didn't know he had that in him. It was insane. It was insane. Like we all agreed, changed the complexion of the game. Play calling has to be better. You have to get him in a rhythm. Drew got into rhythm early in games. They're not doing that for Carr, says Bayou Boys 504. It's fair. I think, you know, a lot of underneath stuff. Carolina took away the top, the, the big plays from Olave and Sheed early. And I wonder if that kind of threw off Derek a little bit. Just call me Trey says, shout out MT, Oliver, and Shahid. Or, or I guess Olave is what you meant, but it came in as Oliver. Shout out MT, Olave, and Shahid, but offense has to start better. Pete needs to call better in red zone, and O-line needs to do better. Shout-out defense again besides last drive, letting off the gas. Tobias Gray says, Brzee looks like the best pick of the draft. He's been great, man. He's been great. Libby says, dang, Chris, Saints trying to kill me. Yeah, I don't know if we'll make it through the season at this rate. Two wins by a combined score of four points, I guess, the the uh, the win total. JDZ says, 2-0, still beautiful. Totally agree, man. As long as that goose egg is there in the loss column, that's all I care about. Olave with the biggest catch of 2023 so far. No doubt. Jack says the Olave catch changed the game. It was a stalemate until that point. 
Black Horse says, Carr is not worth $40 million. Missing people all overthrows, underthrows. Saints could have spent that money on a better O-line. Trade Carr, he's not worth the money. They can't trade him. And in terms of not worth the money, the reality of today's NFL is there's so many quarterbacks that aren't worth the money. They're just not. Who says, Carr is going to need to show some improvement and consistency. Totally agree with you. I think that's a fair complaint. Hoodie says, another super chat from him. Thank you so much. Uh, gave him a C because, gave Carr a C because he did make the big plays for us at the end that we needed to win. I, I am totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. And that's pretty fair, right? If you had, let's say, like a C minus and the throw to Shahid happens, I totally get it. And I think that's fair. I totally agree with you. And I also agree with your other super chat here. Also use Jimmy in the red zone. He is six foot seven, man. Damn. It, you know, the weird thing about Jimmy, and I wonder if actually that was a good design by Pete, he was in the red zone on that second Tony Jones Jr. run. I wonder if they felt like, hey, we put him in. There's going to be attention to watching. Okay, is Jimmy going to slip out for a catch here uh, and run a route? And maybe there's so much tension on that that Tony Jones Jr. has an easier trip to the red, uh, to the end zone, kind of walks in. I wonder if that's the case. Can't wait to rewatch it and see if that's the case. Uh, and I'll get a better uh, you know, kind of view of it on that second read. But yeah, uh, that's a good point, man. I'm, we're all waiting for that big play from Jimmy. All waiting for it. Justin says, Kareem Hunt, come on down. I don't know if that's going to happen. But who knows, man? Maybe, uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see. They probably have him at speed dial at this point. Bayou Boys 504. What quarterback doesn't make under and overthrows? Honestly, yeah, pretty much everyone. Uh, I'm sure Mahomes doesn't make as many underthrows. But yeah. Jack says, Bryce Young embarrassed Marcus May on that rushing play. I like, I like that he brought that up. I don't want to spend too much time on this, this particular problem. But I will say that when it comes to, Bryce, uh, to the Bryce Young-Marcus May situation, what I wanted to note there was the league, because they don't want you hitting quarterbacks, I wonder if when guys are in open space, they kind of second-guess themselves. And because of that, you don't end up making the right play. I'm not trying to cut Marcus May slack. I'm just saying, like, I can see him running full speed at, at, at Bryce Young, and then the back of his mind's got to be like, okay, I, I can't level him here because I'm going to get fined. I'm going to get, you know, ejected, whatever. So I, I wonder if that plays, you know, a role in it, you know? Fred says, car on pace for eight and a half touchdowns and 17 picks. That'll change at some point, but that's why I told people when people were saying he's going to have 30-plus touchdowns this year, he doesn't throw 30-plus touchdowns. He just doesn't do it. I said, and right now my prediction is not looking good, I said if he gives the Saints 26 touchdowns and 10 picks, it's a great year. Now, maybe he could do that, but that's what he needs to do. That sequence late that they didn't run the ball and Carr took a sack was so infuriating, Wesley says, totally agree. Justin says, Saints need to lock up Carl Granders. He's only 26-2. Boy, does he deserve it, right? I mean, my God, he's been fantastic. Fantastic. Calvin says, May was trying not to get the flag for him in QB. Totally agree. Like I said, I think that's what plays into it. I'm not excusing it, but like the NFL, you, you're giving defenders no choice because they're either going to look like idiots like on that play or they're going to level the quarterback and you're going to flag them. So pick one. Pick one and stick with it. But be fair, man. If the quarterbacks are runner, the quarterbacks are runner. I don't want to see quarterbacks get hit, get hit and get hurt. I understand that. No one wants to see backup quarterbacks playing. You think people want to watch Zach Wilson play for the Jets? No. But you can't let defensive guys be in no man's land every single time the quarterback's in open space. How is that fair to them? They got a job to do. So this, the, the NFL's got to clean that up, in my opinion. Got to. Houdat Rivas says, wish the Saints would sign Granderson now. Simply Tyler Short says, I don't know how we get the O-line better. Uh, more reps, figuring out in terms of max protect when you need to use it, figuring out stunts. That's something that's been giving them a lot of fits. I'll give them credit. Brian Burns wasn't a huge factor today, something that I was worried about. But they'll get better. I, I promise you they'll get better. They'll look at the film. 
they'll get better. You know, I remember two years ago, was it? Jameis Winston in Carolina, week two, poor guy got pummeled. Protection was a mess. And the protection started getting better after that. So we'll see what happens. Zeke says one more game without AK. Thank God, man. Margaret says, thank God for Hill. He's one of the Sparks tonight. Big time Spark, no doubt about it. Space African Jesus, 2-0 for the first time since 2013. I'll always take winning ugly over losing pretty, but can we start winning a little prettier? Yeah, I agree with you, right? I want to have a win where it's the fourth quarter. I know the Saints are going to win the game. I'm feeling really good about it. I'm not feeling like I got acid reflux because I didn't like the way they played on offense. And I can enjoy myself. But again, September, 2-0 is 2-0. Better than what they were last year. Better than what they've been since 2013, obviously, because they don't really start 2-0. Win week one, lose week two, or uh, lose week one, win week two. So I'll take the wins, but man, would like to see them be a little bit more uh, aesthetically pleasing. Again, not for style points, but to look like a consistent team and look like an offense that can sustain drives, something that they don't do particularly well. Jack says, Tony Jones Jr. deserves a lot of props for tonight after starting out on the practice squad. He surely does, no doubt about it. Max says, I worry that when AK comes back, our rushing offense won't magically be better. Obviously that he's got the talent, no shade, but it's our O-line that worries me. I thought the O-line, though, in terms of run blocking tonight was good, so I do think it will be better with AK in there. Pablo says the offense needs to improve or risk putting the defense in circumstances that will eventually lead to touchdowns and having to overcome an opponent's lead. I agree. So much pressure on this defense. I would have been livid had you get to a point where all of a sudden the defense has to make the game-changing play again, and you're worried about that. It's just not fair. It's not fair at all to this defense. And again, like I said, I'm not pushing the panic button because it's week two and they're two and fucking oh. But you can't do that all the time because at some point it's going to be 13 and nine and your defense is not going to give up a touch on the entire game. And when they do, it might end up losing the game. And it's hard to blame the defense for that. Brian coming in with the super chat. Thank you so much, Brian, for, for uh, supporting the channel here. Brandon Browner, I mean, Adebo is a liability. And Marcus May, the new whiff master with his Marcus Williams impersonation. Adebo had two costly penalties tonight. He had the... Uh, holding, I believe they called, when Brian Brzee forced a fumble and the Saints would have had the ball in the red zone, which obviously that was just crucial, back-breaking penalty. And then he had the P.I., which I thought was odd because the ball wasn't catchable, but it was P.I. Don't get me wrong about it. Like, he was getting handsy, but you can't make that mistake. So he took away a fumble for the Saints and he gave Carolina three points on that possession. So I agree with you, man. Uh, Debo's got to be better because the potential is there with him. But when he messes up, he messes up big. As for Marcus May... Like I said, I think it's because of the new rules. But yeah, it was a whiff. So I, how am I going to blame you for that, man? You, you, you absolutely nailed it. I, I, I laugh at the comparisons there for sure. JDZ says, if we still had Andy Dalton, we would be 0-3 somehow. <laughs> hey, Andy Dalton helped out the Saints today. I mean, it put him in for the QB sneak, false start, end up settling for a field goal instead of extending the drive. So thank you to Andy for helping the Saints even when he's not on their roster. Jack says, Demario Davis clutch sack on third down, forcing that field goal on what looked like a touchdown drive. Yep, definitely he came up uh, big there. Jack also says, Brzee, great fumble play, even though it was called back. I agree, right? Like, it's not going to show in the stat sheet, but I really, really got to give him credit there. Really got to give him credit. All you boys, 5-4, Carr will turn it on once the line turns it on. Watch and see. I I hope so. I I think it's definitely a feasible theory, but, you know, like I said, they go hand-in-hand, got to figure it out. Libby says, you're addressing all our complaints before you even read our comments. LOL, also answering questions before we even ask them. You are us. You know exactly what's coming. I hope so. Like, I, I hope I have like a good pulse on what we're complaining about, right? We're happy about Tony Jones Jr. We're happy about Taysom Hill. We're happy about the defense minus that last drive. But we're like, offense, stop having one good drive here and there. And then the last drive of the game is always their best. 
which is a good quality to have. It's a very good quality to have that even when things aren't working, Derek Carr is going to pull a nice pass out of his ass to Rashid Shaheed. I appreciate that. But there's another 55 minutes over the course of the game that you got to play better. And they know that, and they and I think they will. JDZ says, Demario's timeless. We should start scouting the Jets now for our next great middle linebacker. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been your, um, that's kind of been your, your, I guess, development class, I guess. Kind of like your G League. Fred says, Carolina showed nothing on offense all game, and DA decided to go prevent at the end. I, I couldn't get it for the life of me. Should have just kept what was going, you know. For a guy in DA who says, just keep doing what you're doing, should have kept doing what he was doing. I, I didn't get that. Space African Jesus says, down your top three running backs and take some step the fuck up. He's a better man than me. I would have tried to run for a touchdown on that last play. Heads up play by him sliding. When they lined him up at halfback in the, in the, towards the goal line, I was so pumped up, man. The guy is just a great football player. I know Ross Tucker got shit because he said he's one of the greatest football players ever, and I get it. Like, that's an exaggeration. But what he meant was, this man just plays football. Line him up or whatever, and he's going to get the job done. He's not going to bitch and moan about it. He just wants to play smash mouth football, and he does that. How can you not love Taysom Hill? How can you not? John says, Paulson Debo's a liability. Not the only one that feels that way, that's for sure. Nicholas says, I hate prevent defense. So do I, man. So do I. Zico says, this is the second half teams, Paulson Debo and May are a huge liability. Better teams will punish us. If they don't approve, yes, they, they will they will punish them for those mistakes. But I, I again, it's early in the season. They'll clean it up. They will clean it up. Libby says, Olave and Sheet are awesome. Love how well Mike Thomas is playing. And Taysom is also clustering news correctly. Michael Thomas has kind of been like the early guy to get games going. Comes out hot, makes a lot of big plays. And then the young guys start to take over towards the end. It's worked the first two games in terms of having success when those two players are, you know, Mike early, Olave and Shahid late. The middle, though, got to find a way to get them all going on a drive. And I'm still waiting for Juwan Johnson to kind of have his game where he explodes. You know he's due for it. Max says Olave is him. That was the most clutch play of his career so far. So far. Space African Jesus says, Chris Olave dropped his balls on the Panthers by not dropping that ball. He's the best weapon on the Saints right now. Totally agree he's the best weapon. Thank you for making me laugh. I, I really appreciate that one. Margaret says Thomas is back, baby, for sure. Big Irv says offense looked better last week. In some spurts, again, I thought if the Saints just ran the ball towards the end of the game, they would have put up 20-plus, and we would have been like, all right, Saints finished with 23, 24 points, and we would have said, okay, I'll take it. But they just didn't stick with whatever was working. It was really, really weird. Really weird. Lou says they need to utilize Jimmy Graham in the red zone. I hope that's coming at some point. Maybe they save it for the Falcons. Who knows? MT gracefully embracing being that number two elite option uh, does put a smile on my face. I love it, man. I love it. Fred says, got to figure out how to get five to six deep shots to Shahidi game. I, I would say that, and I think Orlovsky, I think, brought it up during the game, right? Or maybe it was Riddick. I can't remember which one brought it up. They were saying how they're surprised he wasn't more involved, and, and Shahid is a special talent. I guess the game script didn't call for it today, and Pete's got to figure out a way to get him more incorporated in this offense. Bio Boys 504 says, we need the 09 Pete back. He got the personnel to do it. I don't know why he did not run in the play action, the dump screens, et cetera. The, the broadcast, which I didn't think was great tonight, but the one thing they kept harping on, and they were correct, they were not going to the play-action game. They were running the football well, but they're not utilizing the play-action pass. What the hell's the point? What's the point of setting up the run if you're not going to use play-action pass? It makes no sense to me, especially when you know Derek Carr's really good at it. Someone should let Pete know that. It's not going to be me, but someone should let him know. Brian says Carr made two bad picks two weeks straight. Yep, two bad picks. In uh, the end, towards the end of the first half, when they should get something going. 
Can't happen. Unacceptable. Reen says the red zone offense is dreadful. I hope it gets fixed when Kamara gets back. I hope so. I really, really hope so. But I do think some parts of their red zone offensive woes are going to stay because, unfortunately, Derek Carr, the biggest knock on him is in the red zone. He just doesn't see the field as well. Kind of shrinks in those moments. It's weird. He'll make the big throw, like a deep throw late if he has to, and he makes it effortlessly. But those type of throws in the red zone just haven't been going for him. Jacob says, even though Bryce Young is a rookie QB making rookie mistakes, any QB can scramble against us. Yeah, but look, man, I, I broke contain. The C's just kind of part on that one. It's unfortunate. But Bryce didn't have like too many of those back-breaking plays for the Saints defense, which is good. Red Joseph says, I know ESPN's going to be mad tomorrow. ESPN's not even going to cover this, to be honest. ESPN's going to say, talk about the Steelers-Browns game, which, by the way, Purge go out to Nick Chubb. That was a horrific freaking injury, man. I'm, I'm just gutted for him. So, my, you know, my, my prayers go out to him. My heart goes out to him. ESPN's not going to talk about this game. ESPN could give two shits about the Saints game, if I'm being quite honest. I know that I know. I feel bad saying that, but they, they don't care. They do not care. I hate how this fan base turns against this player so fast. Jamal Williams has never been the player people keep expecting him. He's a third down red zone running back. Alvin is RB1. Thank you for that comment. Thank you so much. If I could hug a comment right now, I would. And I'll leave it up a little bit longer because that's how I feel. Jamal had an, an anomaly of a season last year. He's not an 1,000-yard rusher. He's not a rushing touchdown leader consistently. It was a great season for him, and I was so happy for him. But the man got paid for, was it, three-year, $12 million? For a reason. He had a career year but didn't break the bank because he is who he is. He's a solid, complimentary piece. I love his energy. I love how good he is in third and short. I love how he is at the goal line. But he's not an RB1. And when Alvin comes back, if Jamal's injury hopefully isn't too bad and he's back in that role he's used to, he's going to play better. And all of a sudden, he's going to start making good plays. And the Saints are going to get back to running the football effectively. And we're all going to go, wow, I like that the Saints have Jamal Williams. It was a good pickup. He's just not that dude. He's not. Fred says, it doesn't matter if we go 17-0. If we got to play the Cowboys in the playoffs, they're going to have about 72 sacks. Yeah, with that Cowboys D-line right now, I mean, they, they are just menaces. Menaces. Big Irv says, no screens, no jet sweeps. Should have Shahid keeps the defense honest. Yeah, I mean, where were the end arounds from last week? Where was having Olave in the backfield from last week and getting him utilized there? Some things, man. Screen game, non-existent. Hopefully that changes. But yeah, there's, there's definitely complaints to be had. Ryan says, Spears would have been real good right now. Yeah, I mean, hindsight's, you know, what do they say? Is it, is it 50, 50, 20, 20? I don't give a fuck. Whatever it is, hindsight is that number. And for New Orleans... It's just not leveling out right now. But let's see. Kendra Miller probably plays next Sunday. Fingers crossed he doesn't suffer a setback. And he gives them some juice to this backfield because they can use it. James says it's definitely the talent of the players that's coming in the clutch for us. Play calling sucks and the offensive line needs work. Offensive line does need work. And play calling needs to be more consistent and ride what's working and get off quickly what's not working. They haven't been doing that. Pete's got to be better at that part of the job. I don't want to mispronounce this. Is it Kasim? If it's not, let me know. They got to improve in the red zone. The offense moves the ball pretty well down the field at times, but the play calling is sus in the red zone area. Play calling is sus. O-line not holding up. Derek not seeing things perfectly. Some miscommunication. Derek throws it to Tony Jones Jr. He's not in the right spot. So it's a mixture of things right now. It's just a bad combination. You just hope you figure, figure it out along the way because at some point, the settling for three and not getting seven will bite you in the ass. It's just how it goes sometimes. Bio Boys 504 says, what I keep saying is we need more of those drop-off screens Pierre Thomas used to kill. We have the personnel. Pierre was great at them. Sproles was elite at them. 
They have the personnel. I agree. Getting back Alvin's going to be clutch. Kendra should be okay in the screen game, but obviously not like Alvin. Alvin's just a master at it. But yeah, they got to get that. They got to get back to that. I hope to God they'll be able to do so. Not being able to punch the ball in after that incredible MT catch almost made me lose my mind. I am with you. That was an insane catch. And yet, you know, it just didn't work. Fred says, speaking of, why do we have a linebacker on hands team? DeMarco, what he's good at is special teams. So, by the way, heck of a catch. That was not easy. If that ball takes a higher bounce, who the hell knows if we're talking about the Saints being 2-0. So, shout out to him. HCAT123 says, feels like Pete doesn't know how to use Taysom. Glad to see him this week, but man, does does feel like he's being used, doesn't feel like he's being used at the right time still. Yeah, I don't think it's that he does. It's, it's more so not letting him just ride the hot hand. When they use him, it's really, really effective. It's like they're afraid to just keep using him until the defense stops him. And I don't know, when I used to play Madden, and I'm not saying Madden's real life because it's not, but when I used to play Madden, if my opponent couldn't stop something, you bet your ass I'm still going to run that play until you show you can stop that play. And Carolina tonight had no answer. None. Absolutely zero. 8.3 yards per carry. He runs two times. It's a first down every single time. Almost every carry is a first down. Second and short. Third and short. You get yourself in these great spots. So I would just ride the, the hot hand more if I were New Orleans. People have to remember Penning lost a year of development, and this is basically all new to Penning. Yeah, this is his rookie season. So I give him props when the run blocking's good, and I'll give him shit when he gets bullied by Justin Houston at the age of 65. So it's just how it goes. Benjamin says interior D-line did really good. I love the D-line. And as Alexander says here, D-line's looking very good, loving that. It's a good unit, man. It's a very, very good unit. Ross, shout out to Ross, saying, I'd rather learn from an ugly win than a pretty loss. I agree. I, again, you take the wins like this, and they're good wins because, you again, a win is a win, obviously. But the Saints aren't leaving this going, oh, man, we played perfect football, like Super Bowl contending. We know what to do. No, the Saints know that they got shit to fix. They know that they got to fix this stuff, man. But again, you got 15 more games to do it. And it's a lot easier when you got 15 more games left because let's say I say the Saints need to be 10-7, and seven, right? The Saints got to be 10-7 and seven to make the playoffs. They got to go 8-7 and seven the rest of the way. They got to play 500 football pretty much to make the playoffs, which they can be better than that because we just saw they can be better than that. They've won their first two games. But the margin for error is much bigger. And again, no one's saying this is a perfect win, and I agree. Learn from it and just be happy you got the W. Tanner says, huge game next week. We will see what we're made of. Big time game. Big time game against the Packers. Zeke says, Jordan Love is going to be a real test for the Saints next week, in my opinion. He's been impressive. Really impressive. He's done it without Christian Watson. Last Sunday was without Aaron Jones. I expect him to get both back because, of course. And it's going to be a test. This is the test for the Saints defense so far. Expected them to step up against Tannehill, although they were outstanding. And if you missed Monday morning's show today, Tannehill, who was terrible against the Saints, had only four incompletions against the Chargers. So that kind of shows how good the Saints defense was week one because Tannehill had three completions to the Saints defense. That's just how it went. So, yeah, against Jordan Love, going to be a test. Ironically, going into prevent defense was going away from DA's philosophy of keep doing what you're doing. Yep. Like I said, if you're telling people to keep doing what you're doing, then you got to keep doing what you're doing. Penning had a decent game. Let's hope he can build on it. Much better than last week. No doubt about it. Is it perfect? No. Improvement, though? Yeah. And, and we got to start taking those small wins. Zeke says, if only Drew had a defense as good as this, 
Now I'm sad. I really am. Tanner says, still got people complaining about Rotuno. Yeah, look, man, I, there are complaints to be had, but you got to all kind of, you know, take it in, in stride and kind of understand that it's early in the year. I'm not complaining about 2-0. I'm not. I, I can't, you know? Zeke says, last time the Saints started a season 2-0, I was in the seventh grade. I'm 22 now. Glad that streak is over. Rotuno missing probably the team's best player outside Marshawn Lattimore with a new QB and rookie left tackle will be fine. If we're 2-4 later on, then it's time to be concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. And good point on AK because it's not like you're missing a role player. You're missing one of your top three players. Jacob says, do you do these for home games? I do. So subscribe if you haven't to the channel. I, I do these for every single game. Pretty much similar structure. Uh, sometimes a little bit more amped up depending on how things go. Sometimes I'm a little in the middle and sometimes I'm a sad boy. But today I'm uh, kind of in the middle. Danny says, I feel bad for Jamal. So do I, man. Just a really rough start to his Saints tenure. Joe says, trade for five offensive linemen. <laughs> Saints ran up the middle on second and 12. And then a minute later in real time, the Olave catch happened. The duality of offense. That's how it, that's how it is sometimes. Jack says, man, you're all pessimistic. They have obvious flaws, but these two games have been much better to watch than these games last year. Team has more positives. Yep. Nailed it. Andy Dalton just isn't hitting that throw. Saints now have a QB who can. They're not asking Carter to be Mahomes out there. He just needs to play smart football. Totally agree. MT was open on three of those red zone passes. Yeah, I'm going to give it a rewatch as I always do. And very curious to see how it looks on a rewatch. You know, I'm, I'm pretty, uh, pretty nervous, man. Wesley says, all the folks saying car is trash. Like, what is he supposed to do under constant pressure? And Pete's baffling at times play calling. Well, like I said, he's got to be able to overcome it because, man, it's just you get paid a lot. You got to figure it out. Like, not every excuse gets told. But, again, he's getting hit a lot, and that's throwing him off. He's got to find a way, though, that now that his clock is getting thrown off and he's being a little bit, I guess, revved up for certain plays, when he has the time, he can't make a dumb mistake. Just can't. Got to be better. That's what I want to see him play better at. Ross says, everyone focusing on the poor offensive performance, but the focus through two games should be how unbelievably good the D has been. If defense stays healthy, it will be impossible not to win 10 games. Yeah, with a healthy defense, you're pretty much saying, can you go 8-7 and seven the rest of the way? Which they can. And you want them to be better, obviously. Danny says, is Michael Thomas back? I want to play the Stephen A. Smith soundbite where he goes, what do you think? But I think he's fucking back, man. Like, every catch he made today, contested catch, running those uh, routes aggressively again. It's a matter of time before he gets in the end zone, makes the big play. But yes, I do think Mike is back. And that's never been the question for me. Can Mike stay healthy is the question. Is he back? Yes. The D-line shutting up the haters who overstated the Davenport and Anyamata losses, says Zeke. Yeah, D-line just looks so much better right now. So much better. Red Joseph says, this game got me more onside with Pete Carmichael. Tried to mix it up, sometimes a fault, but mostly good stuff with mid-execution. I think that's fair. I don't think he was horrendous tonight. Again, I got to look. I think that the, you know, the execution from the players wasn't good. O-line, quarterback, maybe some miscommunication here and there. But again, I want to see on the rewatch. I, I think Carmichael's just like the low-hanging fruit that we love to just bash on, right? Who to blame? Pete Carmichael. You stub your toe, Pete Carmichael's fault. You get in a car accident, Pete Carmichael's fault. Okay? You overcook your dinner, Pete Carmichael's fault. We can't blame him for everything. Hoodie says, Brian Russell, LL, calm down, man. Adebo is not a liability. I don't think he's a liability. I just think his mistakes, unfortunately, 
you see them more because they're like crushing penalties. If he clears that out, though, he's going to be one of the better cornerback twos. Danny says Saints won't be complete until Aiken comes back. Troy says, I didn't watch the complete game. How was Penning's play? Good in the run blocking. Pass protection has to be better. But it wasn't like as bad as last week. You're like, Jesus Christ, like he's just unplayable. But he did struggle there, you know, and he's got to get better in that regard. Turnovers was good, says Danny. Yeah, I mean, would like to have that second fumble not wiped off. Uh, JAVC735, any update on Jamal Williams? Let's get into that, actually. Let's see if there's any update on Jamal. I know, obviously, in a halftime, they talked about it being a hamstring injury. See if there's anything yet. I have, I have not seen anything, which is pretty damn unfortunate. Um, yeah, nothing really at the moment. Hopefully, that hopefully we get an update soon. But didn't see him on the sidelines to start the second half, so not ideal. And hamstrings are a bitch, man. Like those things linger for a while. So I hope it's nothing crazy, but we'll see. Sean is zero and two, and DA is two and zero. How about that? Um, I'm going to hold any thoughts there because I still don't trust DA at times, but man, it's crazy how it works. Just call me. Trey says great car games are to come. He's still figuring it out with his new weapons and missing Camaro right now is huge. He'll be fine. Once everybody gets together. I totally hope that's the case. Pete played really well. Says Danny T zero four. Totally agree with you. Zeke says Andy Dalton's a double agent for the saints. Jack says even Andy had to give Olave props on the sideline for that toe tap catch. Of C735. Defense is great. Was clutch. Offense has potential. Just some things need to be worked on. Yeah. Look, I don't think this is a tire fire. I just think they got to fix some stuff. Like you said, all world trucker. The offense hasn't caught fire, but they have some timely plays that the, that's the perks of having an amazing defense, a decent QB and good receiving core. Yeah. I look for the record, by the way, for Derek Carr, like I know people are going to talk about the contract and things like that, but man, you know, the Saints are losing these games if Andy Dalton's still the starter. Like, this whole, like, Andy Dalton, Derek Carr, the same guy. Like, they're not. Doesn't mean Derek Carr's elite, but, like, he has made two big-time throws when they had to steal the game, and I got to give him credit there. And I and, and, and I'm, I think I'm fair to say that because I ripped Derek Carr today when he was terrible. He made some stupid plays. He looked frazzled out there, but I also got to give him props when he does well. Props to Carolina's D.C. He's a future head coach, great defensive mind. Yeah, was in the head coaching cycle last year. Would imagine he's going to be there again. For sure. Joe says Zebras will constantly make a living off of Debo. <laughs> Probably will. Zeke says Brzee and Granderson more than making up for losing Davenport on Yamada. They've been better. They've been better for sure. Aaron says O-line wasn't great for sure, but improved, for him la- uh, improved from last week. I agree. Baby steps, Aaron. I'll take it. I will take it for sure. Nola Gang 9 says Penning was better tonight for sure. Justin says Nathan Shepard is beast. Thank you, Jets. He was good tonight. That was, that was nice to see. Didn't really hear him a lot week one. But he was good, and that's another player. When I go to rewatch, I'm going to pay attention to for sure. Fred says, Foskey's going to block a punt before the season's over. He was close a few times tonight. I hope so, man. And then we'll come back. I'll clip this prediction from you, and we'll praise it. Aaron says, was waiting for that pick six you predicted. Man, I I don't know when it's coming. It's coming at some point, and it's coming from Elante Taylor. I just don't know when it's happening. And Elante Taylor is going to lead the league in almost interceptions. Almost pick six last week, almost interception this week, and then he rolled out of bounds. Got to get those feet in bounds. Got to hold on to the ball. Got to figure it out. I'll I'll take the blame for being wrong on my prediction, but it's happening at some point. I don't know when it's happening, though. 
Rob Franco says Carmichael has to do better. I agree. Carmichael's got to be more consistent and ride the hot hand. Carr's got to be better when he has time. O-line's got to give their quarterback more time. Jerry says, I'll take 2-0. So why? From John Hendricks. Shout out to John Hendricks. Sounds like Kendra Miller should be back for next week. From everything I'm told, there was a chance of him playing tonight, but Saints want to be cautious. I'm cool with it. Because then you got the short week after. I agree. Makes sense. Blackhorse says, Mike and these wide receivers need more touchdowns. Carr's presenting that. Yeah. Look, man, I... We'll see, man. Got to get better in the red zone. That's been Carr's biggest flaw. Ryan says, oh my God, car wreck. Blame Pete Carmichael. Fred says, I knew inflation was Carmichael's fault. Zeke says, next time I stub my toe, I'm blaming Pete Carmichael. Thanks for the idea, Chris. You guys are welcome. I mean, if I wake up late tomorrow, you know who I'm blaming? Pete Carmichael. Not going to. I'll set my alarm. Joe says, we've played two damn good defenses so far, y'all. Thank you. I actually really appreciate that. Tennessee's defense, stout against the run, and just really good overall, really sound. Then you have Carolinas. Obviously, what they do in terms of the pass, pretty good. Did that against Atlanta last week. Drake London didn't even have a single catch. Uh, Atlanta ran the ball well. But Carolina's a pretty stout defense in their own regard, too. Aaron says, Tony Jones Jr. postgame presser makes me uh, makes him hard not to like. I agree with you, man. I, I mean, how can you not be happy for him? You know, he comes out here, practice squad, gets a chance to do things, and he just done the, he's done just that. So I, I'm definitely, definitely happy for Tony Jones Jr. What a moment. You know, I remember two years ago, you're in the preseason watching him. You're thinking, oh, maybe he could be something. Doesn't translate. Gets his big break, and it's on Monday night, nonetheless. Black Order says, I would rather Shadur Sanders from Colorado buffs at QB. Um, yeah, I mean, so would everyone else, right? I mean, Shadur's awesome. Shadur's an awesome prospect. But look, Saints, got a, they got their guy in car. He wasn't great. But if he continues to make the big throws and the Saints can make progress week to week, which I want to see, next week's a big one. You got to start making that progress. They'll be in okay shape. Test says, Test, Test says, Carr is not good with a poor O-line. Give him a good O-line and he'll probably be top five QB. I won't go top five. Can he be top 12? Yes, because I think he's done that with the Raiders when he has a good, a good O-line. He's been top 12. Top five is too rich for my blood, but give him more time and hopefully... You're not going to have to worry about him making those flustered throws when he actually does have time because not standing that. It's just not good. Joe says global warming equals Carmichael's fault. Big Earth says Carl, Caroline defense is good but not great. Yes, very, very respectable defense. Not elite but respectable. Uh, and I kind of like that they've they've been playing against these type of units to start the season. Jack says looking ahead, Green Bay should have won that game against the Falcons. They did not finish games well. Um... Yeah, we'll see if that's a trend if they don't finish games well throughout the season. Did not finish well against Atlanta. They were up 24-12. to Did not finish the deal. Hopefully, they struggle in the fourth against the Saints. That's all I can say there. Justin to get me cash says, let Ronald Curry call some plays. Would like to see that for sure. Zeke says, NFC South is going to be battle. Falcons looking good. Bucks defense is still tough. I think the Bucks will eventually falter. Their schedule gets really brutal. Falcons, I think, are going to be a thorn in the... I don't want to say Saints side because the Saints can handle the Falcons, but they're going to be the team... I think the Saints are going to be buying with in Carolina. They're rebuilding. I think we can all see that. Now, if you guys have any more comments, any more questions, predictions, whatever, you guys could drop them in. But before we do that and get to that and wrap up the show, just want to get into the last uh, partner of this program, Crystal Hot Sauce. I need to clear something up about New Orleans. While our culinary scene might be on fire, our food has never been about heat. It's always been about flavor. 
And this is how New Orleans does flavor. Are we clear? Crystal, how New Orleans does flavor. Once again, thank you to Crystal for being part of the Straight Up Saints podcast. We do greatly appreciate it. So like I said, guys, it's been about an hour of this stream. Saints are 2-0, defense Super Bowl caliber. Offense got some shit to work out. Chris Olave made the play of the game. Those are kind of our big takeaways. Tsum Hill stepped up. Tony Jones Jr. stepped up. The D-line looked good. Got to work on it. I'm going to rewatch this game, see if I have any different takeaways after that. But, yeah, that's going to wrap it up. I want to thank you guys, as always, for leaving your comments. I'm sorry that it took a while to get to them. I hope I didn't leave every, uh, didn't leave anyone out. I hope you guys felt like your voice was heard. Uh, because, like I said, man, it, it really is all about getting your voices in here. So I, I hope that was the case. Um, we got some more that I'll get to before I wrap it up, but I just wanted to give you guys a big shout-out as always. Fred says, DA should blame Carmichael for going pre-bin at the end of the game. Uh, no, DA should blame himself, but fair to ask. Big Earth says, Car is getting happy feet because of this line. I agree. And Red, uh, Red Joe says, track in the Crystal commercial was a banger. I love it, man. Like, I, I'm i usually just vibing there for, for the last part there. Absolutely, but I, I appreciate the thing. Uh, Brian says, great stream, man. Thank you for doing this. Thank you guys again. I really do greatly appreciate it. This makes it so much easier when you guys are getting your voice in. I love to talk. I can talk Saints all day and night. But, man, I love hearing what you guys have to say. It gives me a better idea of the pulse of the, the Houdat Nation, what you guys are feeling, what you guys want to talk about, kind of drives the show. So, again, big shout out to you guys. And it's late, man. It's, it's 1035 there in New Orleans. So, uh, it's getting kind of late here on a Monday. Everyone's got work tomorrow. So, we're going to walk into work with a smile on our face because the Saints are 2-0. Thank you guys so much for watching this stream. Stay tuned for more content here. And as always, subscribe to Buku Media's YouTube page because we'll be back with more content later this week. Have a great Monday night and a great Victory Tuesday, Saints fans.